0: hello everybody and welcome into episode number 324 of the bible 2021 podcast we are reading 2 thessalonians 1 today and our focus is on well honestly it's on something hard will the second coming of jesus be terrifying what happens to those who don't know god when jesus returns and Who will take vengeance on the godless when Jesus returns? So those are tough questions, right? And we've got kind of a tough chapter. And here's the thing. Our goal in going through the Bible chapter by chapter, book by book, not skipping anything in the New Testament, is so that we don't have my bias as a podcaster or a preacher or a teacher entering into things. Maybe I would skip over some of the harsher chapters or some of the more difficult truths or whatever. Maybe I'm wired a little bit more mercifully, and uh, maybe if I was putting together a podcast, I might not get around to talking about the vengeance of God quite as often as it is in scripture. On the other hand, if I was wired towards being stern and, uh, I don't know, judgmental and uh, maybe not judgmental, but maybe wired towards um, justice and pro- proclaiming the holiness of God, maybe I would teach on those things uh, more often than they appear in scripture. But as it is, we follow the Bible, not skipping anything, going uh, pretty much not uh, exactly chronologically through the Bible, but following a reading plan that gets us from Matthew to Revelation, so we're not skipping anything in the New Testament. And as such, that means we're going to deal with some difficult truths like we are today. Our goal is to deal with those difficult truths and the encouraging truths by reading the Word of God daily and seeking to understand it and follow it and obey it and live it, and we invite you to invite other people into that goal. Share the show with them. Share posts on social media. Check us out on Facebook and check out our website, which is Bible2021.com, and if you get a chance... You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts by going and searching for Bible 2021 Podcast. Well, as I said, today is a sobering topic, Uh, sobering and terrifying. Many people have a sort of erroneous view of Jesus the Son and God the Father. They view God maybe as a holy judge, but Jesus is the more merciful one. And like we've discussed before, God is also abounding in mercy. And yes, of course, he is a holy judge. And you probably know that Jesus is abounding. In mercy, but did you know that the second coming of Jesus is going to be quite radically different than his first coming? And when I say radically different, I'm not sure radical is a strong enough word to capture the level of difference. So let's listen to what Paul has to say about it in today's chapter, Second Thessalonians. Chapter 1, verses 6 through 10 says, It is just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to give relief to you who are afflicted along with us. This will take place at the revelation of the Lord Jesus from heaven with his powerful angels when he takes vengeance with flaming fire on those who don't know God or on those who don't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will pay the penalty of eternal destruction from the Lord's presence and from his glorious strength on that day when he comes to be glorified by his saints and to be marveled at by all those who have believed. Well, what do we learn about the end times and the second coming of Jesus from this passage? Let's list a few things. First, we learn uh that the whole vengeance is mine saith the Lord thing. Well, that's going to happen. The ultimate vengeance will happen when Jesus returns and he himself will repay with affliction those who have been persecuting his people. And, you know, good news, he will also give relief to those who are persecuted. Next, we learn that Jesus is not coming this time alone, but accompanied by his powerful angels. Further, upon his return, third, we learn that he will punish or take vengeance on, quote, those who don't know God and on those who don't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. That's an interesting use of the word obey in this passage, right? The good news is something that must be responded to, yes, but also it's something that must be obeyed. So this passage reminds me quite a bit of Romans 1. Uh, verses 18 through 20, where Paul says, "...God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth, since what can be known about God is evident among them, because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made." As a result, people are without excuse. Well, how is that wrath of God revealed? It's revealed by the return of Jesus. Finally, the final big thing we learn about the return of Jesus for the second coming in this passage is this. Those who have rejected God and his good news or have, in other words, rejected Jesus and his sacrificial death on the cross, they will pay the penalty of eternal destruction from the Lord's presence. The rejection of the good news is not a small thing, says this passage. It is a massive, eternal decision. Thus, must we plead. You can understand why Paul said things like... Second Corinthians 5.20, when he said, We are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And we understand why Paul said what he said in Second Corinthians 5.11. Therefore, since we know the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade people. What's he talking about? What kind of fear of the Lord? Well, the understanding that when Jesus comes back, He's coming back with an army in vengeance. We know the fear of the Lord, so we try to persuade people, turn to Jesus, turn to God. He's good. Believe the gospel. He died for you. So, hey, wow, these are heavy, heavy truths, and they're not isolated here in 2 Thessalonians 1, but they're echoed all throughout the Bible. For instance, here's how Revelation 19 describes the return of Jesus, the second coming. Starting in verse 11, John says, I saw heaven opened, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and with justice he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and many crowns were on his head. Pause. He's talking about Jesus here. Back to the passage. He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The armies that were in heaven followed him on white horses wearing pure white linen. A sharp sword came from his mouth so that he might strike the nations with it. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will also trample the winepress of the Fierce anger of God, the Almighty. And he has a name written on his robe and on his thigh. King of kings and Lord of lords. Wow. Hallelujah. Tremble. Goodness. So I want to close out with an appeal to the lost that Charles Spurgeon made many years ago. In this appeal, it's almost like an altar call, but not exactly. He clearly shares the gospel and the wonderful good news of Jesus, and he clearly shares the whole truth about the second coming of Jesus. Quoting from the today's chapter, Spurgeon says, the, remember the words of the inspired prophet Isaiah. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He's put him to grief. If you, my brother or sister, rely upon this great expiatory sacrifice and believe that when Jesus died upon the cross, he died as your substitute and representative, then you are saved. You have entered the one and only way of salvation. But be assured of this. If you reject the incarnate God, if you will not trust in Him, if you will not come unto Him that you may have life, there is no other way of salvation And there never will be any other. Never forget that this same Jesus who was taken up into heaven will come again in like manner as he went up into heaven. And when he shall come to be glorified by his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, there will be others to whom his second coming will bring nothing but dismay and terror For the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power." It will be utterly in vain for you then to cry to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Wow. Well, let's read our passage in whole. Buckle in and tremble. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the Church of the Thessalonians, and God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to thank God always for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, since your faith is flourishing, and the love each one of you has for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you among God's churches, about your perseverance in faith and all of the persecutions and afflictions that you are enduring. It is clear evidence of God's righteous judgment that you will be counted worthy of God's kingdom from which, for which you also are suffering, since it is just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to give relief to you who are afflicted along with us. This will take place at the revelation of the Lord Jesus from heaven with his powerful angels when he takes vengeance with flaming fire on those who don't know God and on those who don't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will pay the penalty of eternal destruction from the Lord's presence and from his glorious strength on that day when he comes to be glorified by his saints and to be marveled at by all those who have believed, because our testimony among you was believed. In view of this, we always pray for you that our God will make you worthy of his calling and by his power fulfill your every desire to do good and your work produced by faith so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified by you and you by him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let us close today with our Bible memory passage for the month of November. It is John fourteen six, and it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. He is the only way to heaven. Look to him, friends, and believe and follow. Good day to you, and Godspeed.